Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. All we're doing is creating private industry that widens the gap between people who have and people who have not. It comes down, PJ, to a very simple rule of be a good neighbour, talk to your neighbours. And I'd say, because of bureaucracy, I cannot get work permits. We're the one for Cork and ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96 96 96. Extra WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The lines are live. Let's kickstart the conversation. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Love that bit in the news about World Animal Day, International Animal Day, and, and market with your pets. Give them a treat and have a party with them. I don't know about you. I often mention my pets here on the program with two dogs and two cats. I've never given you all their names, seeing as it's World Animal Day. The dogs are called Harry and Bella, and the cats are called Holly and Zeus. And Zeus, by the way, is a girl, but don't even ask me to explain that one. So World Animal Day, we will we will we have a party? I don't think we have a party now, to be honest, but they might get an additional treat today at some stage just thought it's a, a nice in these dark old times that stuff like that still makes the news World Animal Day and embrace your pets and wish them a happy World Animal Day I can see people going around now <laughs> patting their dogs morning happy World Animal Day and the dog goes where's my breakfast that's all they care about really is being fed and loved 0818-969696 Good morning Text to WhatsApp is 083-396-9696 The email is opinion at 96fm.ie Do you remember that big cruise ship that was in port last week? The, the Virtuosa, huge thing Like 21 bars, swimming pools, full-size, full-size basketball court Has a shopping centre on board Huge place Well I've been talking to someone who actually got on board for a gawk around it and I'll talk to her later on. That's the lighter side of life. Um, the boring Manor Road residence, this is starting to happen all over the city and out into the county as well, where this new Bus Connects plan is coming on stream over the next number of years. They've, out in Boring Manor Road, they've started to put yellow ribbons around some of the trees. You might have noticed it. There's a very specific reason for that. And they'll be telling me about it 
later this morning. But first, let's talk to Peter. Peter, you're a man we often see around town in nightclubs taking photographs. You've worked on a lot of our events at 96FM. You are in Barcelona at the moment. Is it, is it business or pleasure, Peter? It's kind of both. I'm here to visit a friend, uh, he, uh, uh, Peter Lane. He's actually from, uh, from Cork as well, and he's working here with um, a Liga race, Red Bull racing team. So as we both love sailing, yeah. and there was this opportunity, I came, on, came down for a visit for a week. Now, you ended up in a very well-known part of Barcelona called Les Rambles. What happened? Uh, well, um, obviously, uh, meeting a friend after not seeing him for a couple of months, we, we enjoyed a few drinks. Um, but we were in the larger group. Uh, we were met a couple of the, um, his teammates. So we had a lovely dinner. We went through one or two nice places, ended up in a kind of a bar that I don't remember the name of, really. Yeah. Uh, um, for a bit of a dancing. And then when we were splitting, we were all kind of traveling home in different directions. Um, Peter's living quite quite a distance from the city itself, so we had to find a taxi. And um, yeah, one of we took probably a wrong turn into the wrong lane, and um, there was uh, two of us walking down that very narrow kind of lane, yeah. just of La Ramblas, uh, just to get to the, where we knew we can find a taxi. And five guys just ran from behind us, and we got um, we got jumped. We yeah. got jumped. Yeah, you lost your phone. Managed to hold on to other stuff. Are you, are you injured? Um, small bruises, scrapes, and stuff like this. You know, a bit of a bruised ego as well. But um, luckily for myself and for Peter, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Like he didn't. Well, they tried. They they did really try to take stuff of us, but. Um, Phone is missing, you know. Yeah. You're able to look after yourself, I think. Yeah, we did put a little bit of a resistance, therefore, that's something that is still with us. The wallets are still with us. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, phone, phone is uncomfortable not to have it on your holidays, especially sure. when you have on it. But dealing with lost cards and money and wallets and all this stuff, that's completely different. Yeah. Did you go to the police? Was there even a point? I don't think there was any point, to be honest with you. It was severely, you know, early in the morning. There was no presence on the streets either. Actually, throughout the entire state that we were there. Um, and, like, next day, woke up. We were all a little bit sore. Yeah. Um, but there was actually, we couldn't even identify who it was, you know. It was a couple of hours after. And... Do you know, the silver lining of it is just a phone, do you know. Yeah, yeah, and you're okay. You you were feeling a bit, were you a bit embarrassed, which you've no reason to be, but you were, were you? You see, I've been in Barcelona a couple of times, and I thought I'd have it figured out. Uh, you know, I, I knew the procedures, you know, no um, no phone in the back pocket, everything to the front, you know, and keep it to minimum, don't flash, don't have jewellery, don't be, you know, don't stand out too much. Yeah. And I thought we have all those kind of, you know, uh, elements covered. But yet again, it wasn't enough, I suppose. Yeah. You can't really predict. You can be confident that you, you might know. But Yeah. Now, Rambles is a very popular tourist area. And I guess any popular tourist area, there's always parts to the side of it and just off it where you, like you yeah. said, have to go for a taxi. People are watching and waiting for the tourists, you know? Yeah. Especially, that, uh, you know, 
even when we were trying to get into the city, it, getting a taxi took us nearly 40 minutes to different to different applications. So we knew that you know taxis, especially now on the weekend, it's hard to get. So you try to, um, you know, it was based on his local knowledge of the place where those taxis could be. Yes. So that's what yeah. in there. So are you there just for, are you there for much longer? Are you there for the week? Will you be able to get your hands on a phone? I am getting my hands on the phone. I have one over here right now next to me, but it's still not active. So tomorrow yeah. I'll visit the Vodafone shop, I suppose, and trying to organize myself. Not yeah. knowing Spanish, it's a little bit of a hindrance. But That's a hindrance, yeah. Have you lost work? I did send a group email today to all my accounts and to, to Facebook that, you know, phone is gone, but other means of communications are still there. But... I'm pretty sure I will lose, you know, I will lose contact. You probably have a bunch of stuff on the cloud and all that, have you? It's all luckily backed up, uh, Good. but it's just not being reachable, you know. A lot oh, no. Of business comes from random phone calls, you know, from customers from that they have my number from somebody, and uh, that's going to be... Well, we're, we're, we're speaking on Messenger, so if, that's a, if anyone wants to contact Peter, I guess the best thing to do at the moment is Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah, Facebook or Instagram, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that would be one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, look, you're you're okay. Yes. Like you said, a bit of a bruised ego and some bruised knees, but it could have been worse, mate. You know, they could have pulled a knife on you or something, you know? Absolutely. That was actually the first thing that immediately after all happened that, you know, we thought it's like, okay, this is just a thing that you've lost. It could have been much worse. I've heard about stories of people just being shanked for no reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even being not unconscious, that's not, you know, or, or having something more, you know, more permanent, broken fingers, broken arms. Yeah. You know, that's, we kind of, we got off lightly. You did, you did. And you'll get yourself sorted with that phone soon enough and it'll it'll be an uncomfortable memory within a few days. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But lesson learned, you know, lesson learned. Yeah, take care of yourself. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for everybody who reached out to check on me. And that includes you, PJ. Thanks, man. Nice fella, Peter. You see on the nightclubs, nightclub scene around the weekend, taking dozens and dozens of photographs. Rotten thing to happen. And Las Rambas in Barcelona, a very popular place for people to go and wander at the weekends. So as he said himself, there's the lesson learned. Just be careful where you go when you're in a place like that. 0818 96 96 96, as well as being World Animal Day. Somebody reminds me to say it's also World Vodka Day. There's a little story that connects the two from Coogan Towers, which I might tell you if I get a moment during the morning. I promise you'll enjoy it if I decide I have time to tell you. 0818 96 96 96. Story in the newspapers this morning, and I kind of sat up and took notice and said, hold on a minute here. I didn't know about this. So a subsidy was being paid by you and me and everybody else for the last number of years to help business cover their energy costs. Go back to the 2007-2011 Finnefall Green government, where Eamon Ryan was Minister for Energy, just like he is now. And, of course, the economics of the day, the economy crashed and there was jobs lost right, left and centre. There was a, a subsidy put on electricity bills that cost people about 40 quid a year to support the economic business sector, that kind of thing. Now, look, at the time, it was controversial, but it got done. It only got scrapped the other day, lads. It only got done away with, like, the other day. 
So we should all be getting 40 quid back on our ESP bills. But no, 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 unfortunately not. Because the regulator in the next breath put up the network charges by 41. So the net loss to us of a euro. These are the kind of things that are driving people scatty at the moment. And I had no idea. This, this was there since 2007, 2011 government. The government that went through the last crash brought this in. And of course we all forgot about it and no one done away with it since. And that's the kind of charge that is driving people mad. And driving more and more people, this unsustainable cost of energy, cost of electricity, cost of fuel, is driving people, more and more people, to the Cork Penny Dinners, who are now serving, Katrina, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this and my eyes are out on stocks, 900 meals a day. Good morning. Morning, PJ. It's, that's, that's astonishing. Yep. It's, yeah, and the same for us, we just feel horrified like that so many people have to come but it's we were expecting a, a big increase because we kind of saw the pattern and usually we know what's kind of coming down the line but um yesterday everything was flat out just non-stop 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 until everybody got their their dinners and people you know are coming <clears throat> and there are people coming looking for hampers people coming looking you know just for basic items of food for to get them through and we have lots of different you know <clears throat> there are lots and lots of stories and I tried to point out last night that the, all the stories are stemming from the one thing which is the soaring costs yeah. of living now at the minute for people and that's that's causing a big problem and we were you know, I, I mentioned last night as well that the government keep talking about vulnerable people, but we have a new vulnerable poor now, and, and that's the working poor. Yeah. And all of that is growing in numbers, and people that are working and that are paying bills, you know, before could manage to get through the bills and have a tiny bit left over for food. No, they can't pay all of the bills. So one bill is suffering or two bills are suffering even more, I suppose, in some cases because of the high mortgages and the high rents but and the high cost of electricity at the minute is crippling everybody and everyone is, the thing about it is everybody is afraid of it. They're fearful mm. and it... You there? Don't know what's going to happen. People are afraid of their electricity or their heating and stuff. So happening, <clears throat> and you go into any store, and the prices of goods are gone up. That you need to buy, everything has gone up. Yeah. You go put fuel in your car, that's gone up. And how are people to get children to school? How are people to commute to work? How are they to to do the things that they they have to do when they're living a normal working life? Yeah. And then our homeless situation is impacted greatly by the cost of living because people can and and the lack of property to rent people just can't find places and they're sleeping in cars and their couch suffering they're doing all of that but in greater numbers and there are more people on the street yeah. and we're facing into an Irish winter <clears throat> which we know is going to be appalling it's yeah. going to be miserably cold it's going to be damp wet all yeah. of those things so going to make people sicker and we're going to lose more people yeah. and we cannot we cannot let this continue anymore 
we have to say it stops and it stops now. We have to be able to be in a position to help all our homeless families, all our homeless individuals, those that are just couch surfing and hoping that a friend will put them up for a week and things like that. And, and the people that are sleeping in cars, we're going to have to, yeah. you know, put a bit of pressure on to say, isn't enough enough? And you, Losing you, one person was more than enough. We've lost loads of people. You're dealing not just with people who are homeless, not just with people who are jobless, no. not just with people who have problems like addiction. You're now dealing... I can't believe this. You're dealing with households where there are two wages coming in, but the bill's just exactly. so high, it's a decision between the electric or food in the land. Yeah, and that couple that came to us the other day had everything made out because they wanted to show us like that, you know, they were genuine. We were sent as okay, but the dad made a good point. Like he said, we sat down at a table and we were talking, do we freeze our children to death or do we starve them to death? What do we do? He said, was that low for us? We didn't know what to do. He said, the oil bill came and we had to pay it. Yeah. And he, he said, because we were worried because there, there may not be oil, there could be something happen. And they would have to heat their house because he said, it's a cold house that you have to eat. So he said, they decided on that. And then they had to pay out something else, which left them skint with nothing. And someone told them, then go to Penny Dinners to see, can you get some food? And we did. We looked after them. But they were bewildered and they're among now, well, I, I suppose I would call the bewildered working poor. They don't know who to turn to or and, what to do. And there are people, Katrina, who, do you know, and you're working with um, the poor so long, you know this, you, you develop a certain resilience, a certain toughness, a certain ability to just put the head down and drive on. But when you've never dealt with it before... Yeah. You don't have that learning. And that'll, that'll no. crush people's minds. It does, you see. And it interferes then with the mental health. And usually when a person, when you hear that somebody loses a business and look how many businesses you know, are going, the hair salons, the, the cafes and the suffering. that. But it's not just the owner of that business. It's their family as well. So it impacts the whole family. So... The ripple effect that was there, because ripple sounds very tame, is now a destructive yes, effect it's a tsunami on a whole family. And and there's mental health then right throughout the country for all ages. And again, that's something that we need to look at. We spoke before about an ER for um, mental health and especially for our young people, young people. And when, when a parent has a child with difficulties, personality disorders, call it what you want, but when they have to turn to a specialist and they can't access that service, well then can you imagine the turmoil that goes on in those the heads of those parents, the parents minds blame, that they parents have. Parents blame yeah. themselves when that, when that happens. They blame themselves. They do, and they don't know who to turn to, so then you see, the services that we have are all brilliant. Nobody can say they're not, but they haven't the resources to keep it going for longer or to roll out more or to have it more efficient, even for the workers that are in these types of jobs. You know, they just haven't the resources being ploughed into them yeah. and it should be ploughed into them big time now to help save the people's mentality as well as save you know, as well as feeding them, we'll do that. But like to save the mentality of the people that are struggling, that are suffering, 
and and who did they turn to? Who do? Like, who's the business person like that's going to lock up shop this week? Who's that person going to turn to? Mm-hmm. And what's he going to do when his, he's probably ploughed his savings in to try and hold on to the business for her? And then they can't, so they're probably left with nothing. And then they're still left with all their bills yeah. and their own bills for their own cost of living, their everyday cost of living. And then they were out employment, and then their employees, they were out jobs. So, like, it's it's rising big time, yeah. and it's huge. Could, and Katrina, again, the, the lack of housing is is yeah. brutal, and really, it's it's an abuse of people to be having to stay on the streets for so long, to be having to stay in the B and Bs for so long, yeah. to be able. To have to stay in the hotels for so long with their families and in one rooms, you know, like God, you know, give with it. We heard the budget, you know, and we yeah, heard what was being given the gov- out. The government would say to you, and we're here all week telling us that they spent eleven billion euro and that there'd be something for everybody, and particularly looking to electricity bills, three two hundred euro drops into the bill are going to come in the winter time. <laughs> It's okay, something. Let's, let's, you know, it is, but they didn't mention then the rising costs. Will yeah. it be enough to cover the costs? Yes. And will people still be in debt? Will that 600 go far enough to keep people yes. with electricity? Do you know? And of course, the it, heating it, oil, like you drew our attention to that, that that's, that's ridiculous. At this stage. Ridiculous altogether. And, and how do they expect families to be able to, do you know, like... The, as I said, this is Ireland. These things are going to cost everybody money. The coal is going to cost everybody money. The the the, the gas, the, the oil, the electricity. These are things that we can't live without in this country because of the the climate. Yeah. So the government know all this, and then they're talking about you know like we've heard nothing only from a lot of people since the budget that well I didn't get a penny out of it anyway. It didn't do anything for me. And they can't all be run. No. 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 So, and they're saying it, and these are frontline workers who are very disappointed that have to go out every day and work. But for anybody that's working, no matter what you're doing, if you're out there working, you deserve to have a comfortable way of life. You do deserve that. You deserve, like young people, might as well forget about houses. Like they're not going to be able to purchase houses. Yeah. It's, it's, um, what's going to happen then to all these houses that are being built? Who's going to purchase them? Who's going to have them? Who's going to build? Do you yeah. know? And then who's going to be charging all the people that can't buy the houses the large amounts of rents that they have? And then, you know, the, those increases, you know, the, the rents will increase and you have people in there. So, like, it's all a vicious circle, but it's only vicious mm-hmm. for the people that are affected, are impacted by it, and that group of people is growing. The working poor is really growing, and it's not, it's not fair. Do you know what occurs to us here as we're chatting to you and listening to you? You said 900 meals a day, and you're on the go yeah. there from early morning. Your electricity bills inside in Hano, Little Hano must be nuts, well, Orwin is on the way, and I'd say oh, we're, we'll be the same as everybody else. We'll be affected by the same. One of the guys with a business near us, I think he said he used to pay something like um, 
two to three thousand, you know, on his bill, but his bill was gone up by over up to over ten thousand. He said, like, that's a big lash to take. Like, sure, you know, kitchens on the go, like almost around the clock. Or we're we're going to be crucified because the kit, like we have heavy duty machinery. Our rationale is going all day long. The Ban Marie's are going all day long. The burkers, the lights are on because it's like a dungeon. So we're going to be lashed all together when it does come. And your coolers. So, and and. Yeah, and you know we have to look at the people with disabilities as well that are out there. People with young babies, the elderly, like for God's sake, just give them concessions. Stop giving them. You know, you're not given. They're not being given options. They're not being given choices. It's either no electricity and pay a bill. You know, cut down on your electricity and pay the electric bill. So they're not. They probably need the heat more than anything else, and um, you know, everybody is is going to be paying through the nose, like for this high cost of living. But how are they going to pay? Can you imagine somebody stuck in a house not being able to heat it? You know, they're freezing, freezing, freezing. And what will make somebody wake up and say, "This can't be right. It's La- definitely wrong." Lastly, Katrina. Do you have any time at all for the argument that comes from on high to say we can't control this, this is because of things happening in other parts of the world and we're doing our best? Have you any time for that argument? No, none whatsoever. Because everything can be controlled. And that's the job of the government to control that. And I don't have time for it because there are ways and means around everything. We now have people that are trying to survive in our country and they can't, they're finding it hard. And problems will grow from that. As I said last night, the budget is a plaster that was put on a wound that's going to fester and wreak havoc. And it will wreak havoc because if it causes one person to lose a life or if it causes one family to become homeless and if it causes one person to die in their house of the cold or of hunger or of anything like that, that's havoc. That's bad. Mm. And it shouldn't be happening. And people people should be, I suppose, respected more and thought of more. They're the people that the government are there to represent and again all politicians have to swing and come together to get this right you know all kick into action and some decisions like are political decisions rather than economical decisions and I would suggest that put politics to one side at the minute get this sorted Mm -hmm. and make proper economical decisions for people to get through and do not be the cause of people being in such despair, such hurt, mm. such humiliation. And, you know, I, it is, we all know it's wrong. And let's keep saying that it's wrong, I simple can, as. I can hear it in your voice, Katrina, the frustration and the frustration yeah. that comes from many, many years, many, many years of experience and a deep, deep knowledge of what you're talking about. Thank you very much for being with me once again on the opinion line, Katrina Toomey of Cork Penny Dinners. And she has no truck with this we're doing our best argument. Her argument is, and you may agree and you may not agree, her argument is the job of the government is to protect its people. And her argument is, if it wants to do more, it can do more. If it wants to control stuff, 
it can control, control stuff. If it wants to pull the energy providers to task, it can do that. That's, that's Katrina's view. You're welcome to agree or disagree with it. 0818969696. The government needs to start taking her seriously, says Mary. She's living and breathing this. I saw her on the telly last night. Amazing as always. I'm not sure the government were taking her seriously, though, or even hearing what she was saying. 0818 96 96 96. Your thoughts most welcome. The Cork Diary. On Cork's 96 FM. Jim Grow Gains Coffee Morning in aid of Breast Cancer Ireland takes place at the Dean Hotel on Monday, the 17th of October between 10 30 a.m. and midday. Speakers on the day will include the founders of Jim Grow Gain as well as Breast Cancer Ireland representative Juliet O'Connell. 100% of proceeds from the sale of tickets will go directly towards Breast Cancer Ireland. For more information on the event, check out jimgrogain.com. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email the details to corkdiary at 96fm.ie. The Cork Diary. With Tusla Fostering, now seeking foster carers from a diverse range of backgrounds in Cork. See fostering.ie. On Cork's 96FM. Greatest respect to Katrina for all the services she supplies to so many today and every day. Having said that, we hear that people are having to choose between fuel and and food. There are people who've been looked after very well by the state who should be giving back now. And Kate makes a point. I'm sure Katrina in particular deals with many genuine cases of, as she says, small business people suddenly caught out. But I think a lot of people on welfare have lost track of how to budget. You see houses with three TVs. You have to wonder, especially if they have cable or Netflix an interesting take on it. 0818 96 96 96. Others would accuse us here of being merchants of doom and gloom. See, there's a difference between doom and gloom and cold, hard facts. And that's what Katrina deals in. Cold, hard facts. And if you look at the cold, hard facts of Penny Dinners, they're currently serving 900 meals a day. They have the working poor coming into them. People with two jobs. People with two jobs in the one household. Breadwinners who've suddenly lost the ability to win bread. And they've got nothing to eat. And they've got a bill for oil. Oil is the biggest problem of all, I think. You know, we're going to get 300 or 200 euro off the ESB bill. And that's great. And that's very good. But the oil is ridiculously expensive. I fully support Katrina in every way the government should be ashamed of themselves driving people into poverty they have the resources to alleviate the poverty situation 0818 96 96 96 will I go to the line? I will, I'll go, I'll go straight to line 1 um, you might have seen we'll come back to Katrina and your comments welcome you might have seen some trees around Bory Manor Road area and places like that with yellow ribbons on them. Um, We've talked about this a couple of times over the last few weeks. Some neighbourhoods have started marking trees with yellow ribbons. Dara Reardon, tell us why you've started to do that down around Bory Manor Road. You're from the local residents association. Why the yellow ribbons? Good morning. Good morning to you, PJ. Um, Because over 200 trees are going to be felled in the area over the next five years. That's why. For what? Um, to put a six-lane um, 
dual carriageway on the Bury Manor Road, uh, which will include footpath, two cycling lanes, two bus lanes, two car lanes, uh, widen the road, and uh, save time for Bus Connect to make a journey on a road where there is no traffic jam. Now, I am pretty familiar with the Boring Manor Road. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to put six lanes? Yeah, they're going to uh, CPO, compulsory purchase order, many properties. So the the 200 figures that I've mentioned to there are just the ones on the road. I'm not counting the hedgerows or the trees in people's gardens, uh, which will leave uh, properties with no parking uh, outside their homes or indeed no parking at all. And the trees with the yellow ribbons on them are trees Mm -hmm. that are earmarked to be taken away for a bus lane. Two bus lanes. Two bus lanes. Two cycling lanes. Two cycling lanes, okay. And a footpath. And there is a much simpler way of... But there is a footpath on the Bury Manor Road, isn't there? There is. And and it shares it with, um, with the trees. Yeah. What they want to do is they want to uh, take down the trees and put a cycling lane next to the footpath. Okay. There is a much easier solution to this, PJ. And look, they haven't thought it out. It's been ill-conceived. Uh, the person who came up with the idea has never walked the Bory Manor Road. Um, I've been at forums in Nemo um, where they've just paid us lip service. Um, where they came up with suggestions from the sporting organisations on the Bowling Manor Road, um, covering your pitch and making a car park. Um, schools are going to be affected. Um, you're asking kids to run across a dual carriageway. Mental stuff. Um, people with, um, you know, need home care. Yeah. No, nowhere to pull in to look after uh, residents. Uh, people are frightened, PJ, and we've seen it before when the the elderly section of our community gets rattled, they really can make things happen. And I think, you know, the cop on tablet uh, has got to be taken by the NTA and yeah. Bus Connect. You see, there's, there's a simple answer to it all. We were told, the last time we were talking about this, we are yeah. being told that it's a long-term plan, that mm-hmm. nobody is coming with a pick and shovel this time or any time soon. And mm-hmm. that by the time it is sorted out, there'll have been lots of consultation, lots of changing of the drawings, lots of review of the situation, that this is just the initial plan. Well, th- that is a change because uh, pressure has come upon them. When, th- when they initially met us uh, in Nemo, uh, the words was, this is a done deal, say to complete. Lovely. This is the consultation you got to go through. And the councillors said to us, when we met on the street, uh, on the Boring Manor Road. Lads, we cannot do anything for you. The NTA and Bus Connect are autonomous. They can drive through what they want. Right. Stay, stay with me. Yeah. Stay with yeah. me there. Stay with me because you're not the only community in, in the right. over this. Quite I want right. to pop out to Ballancolig. Stay there, there, and uh-huh. talk to Emer Cassidy, a member of the Ballancolig Business Association. There are plans out there too, Emer. Good morning. Good morning, um, PJ. Yes, indeed. Um, so I suppose just from the Balancholic perspective, um, you know, I, I don't know overall, everybody welcomes an enhanced uh, public transport system, mm-hmm. uh, enhanced uh, pu- uh, transport connectivity. 
So in Ballincollig for the last number, you know, for forever, because we were, uh, I suppose, part of Cork County Council for uh, up until in the last three years, you know, we were, we were I suppose, a second-class citizen in terms of connectivity with the greater metropolitan area. Um, but like your last speaker, um, we have severe reservations about the way this is, has been done. So effectively, the first issue of concern we have is this proposal cuts off Ballincollig. So what that means is that that they were going to introduce a bus gateway at Aldi and at Tesco's. And between those two gateways, no vehicular traffic would have access to the town. Now, people are obviously deeply concerned and up in arms. What, no cars on the main street? No cars on the main street, which means there's, there's actually residents on the square off main street who are, and their elderly residents who are really frightened by this. How are you supposed to get to the cinema? Bring a load of kids to the cinema. How are you supposed to get in and collect a message? How are you supposed? How are you supposed to deliver to a local business? Well, it's it's it, it, it's got so how 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 do you collect from a flower shop? How do you collect? How do you go to a tire shop and get your tires if you can't drive in? How do you go to the petrol station and get petrol if you can't drive to it? So, um, you know, and even for emergency services, PJ, just even uh, get, getting access to the elderly who live on the square. Um, you're talking about people access to services such as the post office. The um, how how, the how is how is the doctor supposed to get down to see Mrs. Maloney, who can't get out of her bed? Well, there's even more to it than this. So they propose to bring the traffic through the car park behind Super Value at the moment. So if you're familiar with Ballon College, quishes, yeah, yeah, that's right. So effectively, they were going to bring the traffic through the car park down Baker Street, up Station Road, which goes through, um, as you know, Scullone and Scullwira, um, which is already congested at school drop-off and connection times. So from a health and safety perspective, it's, it's dire, right? It really is. It's really scary. It's absolutely scary what they're proposing. And you mentioned the doctor's surgery. We have a number of doctor's surgeries on the access, access into the town that are going to be CPO'd, that car parking take away from them. So effectively you need to go to the doctor, you've nowhere to park your car to get access to the doctor. You've nowhere they're going to CPO. Uh, so I can't bring, if I wanted to bring, my, my, my mother is, is elderly and yep. okay, we're not in Balancholic, but if, I, if, if we were in Balancholic and I want to bring my mother to the GP. Particular, particular surgeries, yeah. I, I can't put, I can't park the car in front. Absolutely, you know, and I mean that's, that's, got, that's got people really, really scared. So we're, what we're saying is they've identified a problem that's not there at all. So the reason they're introducing this is to have greater flow of buses through the town. But Ballancolly doesn't have a problem there in this regard. So on the buses going from east, from west east flow perfectly on time and go through the town. Yeah. No issue. On no issue. Few, on the few occasions I've taken the 220 out that far, it seems to move just fine. Thank you very much. Yes. Now, you've, you've made a, a, a point there that I just want to clarify. It moves fine through Ballancolly. Our issue is the buses coming from Fountainstown to Carrigaline, to Douglas, to the city. Um, they, by the time they hit the Model Farm Road, they're running two hours late, and then three or four of them yeah. will come together. And the reason isn't the flow through Ballancolly. The problem is because the routing is through the city. Yeah. If you all recall, when we all got the leaflet in our letterboxes uh, back advising us of bus connectivity, it was very much a spider effect. So all buses went into the city and centred in the city. Our issue, if they want to, uh, if they want to create a better public transport system for Ballancolic, it's about better connectivity. It's about a circular movement as opposed to spider movement. So you go around the outskirts. 
So, for example, PJ, you mentioned your elderly mother. If you, if she was living in Ballancolly, she has no bus service currently to bring her to CUH. What we are suggesting is things like enhance the 208 that, from Marymount onto Ballancolly so our people can have access yes. to CUH. That's a good point. It's, a very good point. It's, two, it's two buses to get to CUH from, from Ballancolly right now. Absolutely. Crazy. Our young people who work in the industrial parks we have an amazing town in terms of our a fantastic educational system. You know, we, we have brilliant secondary schools. We have the two universities so close to us. So we have very educated population, young population. They have managed, you know, it's great that there's great job opportunities in Cork now for them in the industrial yes. parks around. But no public transport to get them there. How yeah. would you get to Apple yeah. from Ballinconic? You know, know, think about it. It's stay, crazy. Stay there, Emer, now as well. And I know you may have to go back to work, but but please bear with me a minute because I want to go to Tory Top Road where we've also been before. Did Mary? Hi, PJ. How are you? Good. Trees coming down there as well. Well, what it is, it's for the proposed cycle lane, which at the moment we're okay with the cycles going up the hill, which there's not many. They want to cut 12 trees. And with that, the proposed cycle lane, they want to stop the parking on the opposite side of the road. Now, we have sat there and we've looked at bikes going up the road. There are very few. And like we've been told before, that they want the kids to go up a hill. Kids can barely take their school bags to school and they're saying that they will cycle up a hill. No child is going to be cycling up a hill. I haven't seen them going to the school. And not only that... They want to take the parking from the opposite side. So if you're going to a funeral, elderly, resident parking, they want to take that away. And they also want to take away the roundabout, which is crazy. It don't make sense. So they want to knock our 12 trees, put a cycle lane, select they, the parking. And those are those beautiful old trees up the side of Tory Trop Road. They want to take them all away. They want to take 12 on Tory Top Bar side because they want to put a cycle in, which we don't need to cycle in. It's going up as far as the library. It cuts off at the grotto, and it's at a dead end. And then they want to stop the parking from the grotto right down to the end of Aldi's. So we will lose parking as well. And at the moment, the only thing we need in Tory Top Road is our roads and footpaths to be fixed and ramps going up the road. I mean, they've already started with the bus connect outside the Tory Top Bar, and they have taken have the, the road going up the road so the cars will have to wait for the cars to come down and we're, we're mad we're delighted with what they're doing in Borough Manor Road with the yellow bows and we're at the moment um, we're sitting down we've sent letters to all the councillors and we're not a bit happy with this we're okay where we are like a community and shops like in Ballincollig and they're going to destroy that for a cycle lane that we don't need. S- sounds to me like there's a lot of trees going to have a lot of yellow ribbons around them if this gets to catch on. Mary in Torrey Top Road, Emer in Ballancolic, and Dar and Boring Manor Road. Thank you all. This is one that's going to grow and grow. So trees threatened all over the city and being de- bedecked now with yellow ribbons by local residents are saying, hang on a cotton pick a minute here. What do you ask? Turn all the way up. Or does it really suck? Straight to the dance floor. Or totally ignore. Top of your playlist. Or will never be missed. Right now. Choose the music on Cork's 96 FM for the chance to win 1,000 euro. 1,000 euro. Boom, 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 boom like that. Have your say on the Munster Music Survey. And the cash could be yours. Go to 96fm.ie right now. Click the survey link and tell us what you think. Right now. The Monster Music Survey. Do it today. And you could win 1,000 euros. Win 1,000 euros. Boom, 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 boom like that.
that. See 96fm.ie. Courts 96fm. On the phone in mainland Europe, if the trees are reasonably old, they actually go around them. These plans are supposed to be inspired by Europe. I've seen that. Caller on my holidays in a place called Lazenia, where they built housing estates in a, what was a, a very beautiful tree-lined area. They actually built the walls to uh, go around the trees. And their trees are actually built. There's holes in the wall so the tree can go through them. You're, you're not wrong. Another caller says we've hundreds of cycle lanes in Cork already. They're called footpaths. They shouldn't be used, as, but I know what you mean. Sharon, Torrey Top Road. Morning. Hi, Peter. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I, lo- I know those trees. So they're gorgeous trees, and they want to they cut are. them all down. Yeah, they want to cut them all down, yeah. Now, I'm living on Clark's Road, so we're just off Torrey Top Road. So if they're going to put the double yellow lines for the cycle lane, we're going to have the effect of the car of the parking at Tory Top Road. People that will be going to shops, the chemists, the takeaways, they're going to park on our road, so it'll affect us as well. Right, oh yeah, so the people who can't park on yeah. Tory Top to go to the say the centre or the chipper or whatever up the road, they'll come around and park in your place? Yeah, exactly, and like it's bad enough at the moment with matches in Musgrave Park and Turns Cross yeah. that we do have the overflow of the parking on the road as it is. And we have a school on the road, which they do park in front of the drives. That's okay to drop the kids off and whatever. Yeah. But still, like, I mean, we're going to have the overflow of the bingo on a Friday night when they won't be able to park there for the elderly. The bingo on a Wednesday night. I mean, it's crazy. Like, we've nothing against the cycle lane. But to put double yellow lanes on the other side of the road is just ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And to take the trees down, beautiful trees that are they're our heritage. We know them as we were growing up with the trees on Tory Top Road. Well, that's why it's called Tory Top Road. Exactly. That's exactly. the thing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, people going to a funeral in St. Joseph's, so they won't be able to park where they're supposed to park. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely people crazy. Going, people going to visit family graves. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They won't be able to park there. And I mean, they don't realise, like, on a Friday night, we could have a match in Musgrave Park, a match in Turner's Cross, and we have bingo. And where's all that parking going to go? Yeah. Oh, they'll tell you walk and cycle, you see. Exactly, exactly. I mean, like, the cycling will come up Torrey Top Hill. It's going to end by the grotto on Ferris Walk. And where's it going to go then? It's ended, that's it. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And like you get told, you see, if you start talking against these programs, you you, you end up getting called a climate denier. You end up getting getting called this, that, and the other. No, this is no. this from what I'm hearing from around Ballin Colleague and Ballin Lock and the Douglas Road, where I drive myself every day a couple of times, and now up in Tory Top Road, a place I know very well. This is this is going to. People cannot believe what's being done. No, no. I mean, if you drive now as far as the Tory Top are at the moment, you yeah. see how narrow the road has gone on the entrance to Aldi. I've seen, I saw connect. that work. What were they doing? Yeah. That's for the bus connect. They're after narrowing the road and making the footpaths wider. Well, hang on a second. No, what does the wider footpath have to do with a bus? Exactly, exactly. We asked that question and we were told that it was for the bus connect. But sure... Buses don't go on the footpath? No, no, they don't. So obviously they're putting the cycle lane there. Because this is it happening is as well out, out by the Duke Line. Panaman was pointing out to me at the weekend. The, 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 the footpath out by the Duke Line will be the width of the football pitch. Yeah, it's the exact same way the to- outside the Tory Top Bar. 
the exact same. And I, we were at a forum there in Nemo last Monday week, and I actually asked that question to the NTA, and they told us that, no, that had nothing to do with Bus Connect, but still we were told it had something to do with Bus Connect. <sighs> yeah, they told us it was Cork City Council, but still we were told that it had something to do with Bus Connect. You couldn't make this nonsense up. Sharon, thank you very much. 0818 96 96 96. I'll tell you something else that needs attention, says this call. If you look at the Kinsale Road bus park, where Smith's, or business park, sorry, Kinsale Road business park, where Smith's and South Dock and the ambulance station are, all traffic has to turn left and then go down McBarry Road, named after the other McBarry, not that one, Go down McBarry Road, then go on to South Link Road, according to the new plan. That's a lot of traffic and doesn't seem to prioritise medical need. Nobody else is talking about this, PJ, so please mention it. So are you saying to me the traffic going down to South Dock and ambulance going in and out are going to have to go down McBarry Road, which isn't, that isn't the width of your fist, and out onto the South Link? Ah, here. Simon Murdoch and the best music mix. Weekdays from midday on Cork's 96FM. I've got the only soundtrack you need on the radio in the afternoons in Cork. These guys will pop in. Hey, this is Becky Hill. This is Luke Capaldi here. Hi, this is Adele. Hi, this is Harry Styles. I've got the likes of Hosier telling me his favourite thing about Cork. Barry's team. I've got the happiest listeners. That would be amazing. It's not a bad way to spend your afternoon, is it? Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Simon Murdoch, midday to 4 p.m. With Sky VIP. At Sky, everyone's a VIP. Visit the VIP section of the My Sky app to discover your awards. On Cork's 96 FM. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818-969696. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Yeah, seeing as today is International Animal Day and we're all looking after our pets and treating them especially well today. And it's also, as someone pointed out to me, International Vodka Day. It is. I will tell you a little story. Uh, later on, I'll tell you a little story, a true story, an absolutely true story that happened in our house that connects the two. And it was very funny afterwards, but a small little bit of, of <laughs> worrying at the time, to be honest. Morning, 0818 96 96 96, the number, the text, or WhatsApp, and your voice notes also welcome at 083 396 96 96, or pop us that email to opinion at 96fm.ie. I'll come back to Bus Connects and the plans to do with Bus Connects and the felling of trees and the widening of footpaths to be the width of football pitches. Uh, a pal of mine said to me over the weekend, who drives a lot with his job. He had to attend a lot of meetings. He might have six or seven meetings in a day. It's not like he can cycle a walk between them. He said, what is it? Why have they suddenly decided that we motorists are enemy, public enemy number one? Why have they suddenly decided that we must be done away with or something? He said, because it's getting increasingly difficult to drive for work, which he has to do all the time. Come back to all of those issues. 0818 96, 96, 96. But uh, John Dolan's been writing in the Echo about saving money off the weekly food bill, which is 
very topical. We're all looking at ways to do that. John, you went to, and I know the place well, you went to Quish's, the super value there in Ballincollig, and you decided that you were just going to buy own brand, like own, like super value marked stuff, and you saved quite an amount of money. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was invited by SuperValue to do this challenge. So essentially what happened was I, I went along, I filled my trolley just with own brand goods only where, where relevant. And there was I was shadowed by one of the staff there who they, they, they picked out then the branded version. Um, and in, in cases where there was no uh, own brand option, we just both put the same one into the trolley, you know. So we were trying to gauge how much we'd save by just going for the own brand route. And it was incredible. I, I saved €125 Euro off my weekly food shopping bill. Now, that's for the family of six, the six of us here. Um, £125 quid, John? Unbelievable. I mean, obviously, we, we all know there will be a saving there. Um, but yeah, I was astounded when I got to the, to the till and it was, uh, you know, my, my first bill was 102 euro. Now, 102 euro, anyone who does a weekly shop for a large family like I do every week uh, in a supermarket, they'll know that, you know, 100, just over 100 euro is, and it was actually less than that when you, when you take in the, the 10 euro off 50 euro voucher, you know. Mm. Um, and that was compared to 227 with the branded version. So absolutely colossal savings. I was astounded by it. So you it were using, uh, what, own brand fruit, own brand bread, own brand everything eggs, own could. brand milk or whatever. Yeah, wow. Everything, yeah. And what were you not able to get on own brand? Oh, um, yeah. Now, now the, 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 the part of the deal beforehand was there, there will be no alcohol, no electrical appliances. You know, this was a yeah. standard grocery shop yeah, for food and shop. fruit yeah. and veg. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I would say most of the areas, you know, when you look around, I mean, there's been an, a huge extension of own brand produce in the supermarkets anyway. And this isn't just super value. Obviously, this is all of them mm. um, would have their own own brand. And we know, now, the, 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 I guess the, the point of it isn't you can save 125 euro, PJ, as much as you can save a hell of a lot because we all know there's compromises to be made in a shop and some of us have finickety children some of us are, are very wedded to, to the brands we've been eating for for cereal or drinking tea for many decades um but my point is that you know it, it, in some instances it tastes the same or even better for their own brand and you can make a really big big saving at, at the till yeah. you know it's incredible P- people are a bit nervous about buying things like own brand meat products and own yeah. brand fresh food products but i mean we moved most of our shop to the local Aldi when they opened a big Aldi in Douglas and and there's no more discerning customer than the Queen Bee, I may Absolutely. tell you. And and, 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 <laughs> the, and the quality of stuff coming in off own brand. You're right, we're buying a load of own brand stuff. Yeah, but this is it. Yeah, I mean, we all make the you know we all make the choices and we bring them home. Now, beforehand, I had a, I had a perception beforehand. I thought, well, I know that those own brand cereals. I tend to think they're just not the same, you know. And you know, there's some areas, and and I think yeah. with, with dishwasher tablets, you know, things like that, detergents. Sometimes you notice it's not as good quality and it's cheaper for a reason. But you know, for, but for then you get something like a ketchup, for instance, and the own brand ketchup is is. Is, is just the same. You know, my discerning child who smothers all his dinner with ketchup, is he wouldn't notice the own brand. And yeah. yet the branded version is three, four times as much, you know, and it, and it all stacks up, you know. Sli- sliced pans are every bit as good, you know. 
Well, they, they, exactly. Again, you know, people people have their own foibles, don't they? When when they go shopping, and you know, they'll say, "I'm not going to compromise on bread. I'm not going to compromise on this and that." But when I look at it, I think, well, you know, often the fruits, you know, the vegetable, the, the snacks, you know, the crisps and the biscuits tend to be very similar, if not the same. And and you, but you know, the savings you can make as as proof from this article, um, you know, are just absolutely extraordinary. And it's not it's not that someone can save that much necessarily, but yeah. they can certainly save a hell of a lot if yeah. they just you know, make make decisions as they yeah. go along. And you're not necessarily doing this to promote Super Value. It's just there you went. No. But you're, you're suggesting if you went to another supermarket chain, say you, you have a Tesco down the road there, you have an Alley and a Lidl or Bolt and Balancolic, you reckon by, by, by buying own brand stuff, you have dem- demonstrated that you can that you can save money. Absolutely, that's the point. I mean, my usual usual weekly shop is is at the Duns in McCroom here normally myself. So you know, you know, this was just super value saying, look, you know, we come and come and try this test and see how much you can save on on a maximum. Um, and the bottom line is, like you were saying at the start, PJ, we're all looking at ways to trim the budgets at the moment. And some, if something is a no brainer, you know, if the ketchup tastes the same or you know whatever it is, and and you know, some people are wedded to to you know eat, you know buy local is a big thing as well. You know, that there's a hugely popular popular brand of, of tea that most car people wouldn't do without in the house. Um, you know, so, so you there's always lenses. different... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't. You know, so, so you know, people will, will say, oh, you know, people have loyalties, don't they? And and if something is made locally, then I would say, absolutely, let's support local where we, where we can. But on the other hand, you know, the, the own brand could, could be made as locally as, as some of the branded stuff that we know about from overseas. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And I was just astounded. I was gobsmacked how much I saved, I must say. Good man, John. Incredible. Come here, when is the holiday? Uh, it prints the jazz weekend, PJ. So we're into the final month, but um, it'll probably uh, early November, first week of November. It should be hitting the streets this year. Look Very excited. Look year, forward today. to it always, <laughs> and consider consider yourselves booked in for a chat. That's John Dolan uh, from the Echo, and he's also the editor of the Great, the Wonderful, the Brilliant, the Unique to Cork Hollybow. Uh, thank you, John. Saving money on supermarket shopping by buying own brands. Do you share John's experience? We, look, it's the Queen Bee does most of the shopping in our house and she has moved a lot over to own brands and stuff's great. The stuff is just great. And yes, there is a saving to be made. And yes, you're always conscious of buying local and you're always conscious of buying Irish. You're always looking to know, is it actually Irish chicken or was it just brought in from somewhere else and treated here? But with the best will in the world, you absolutely will save money if you switch to own brands. 0818, and it doesn't matter whose own brands they are, 0818, 96, 96, 96. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now, 083 396 On Quartz 96FM. On the trees, someone says here, the trees in the Mangala are so big, a, a ribbon won't fit around them. And so old and so beautiful. It's stupefying. There's a word. There's a lovely word. It's stupefying that people would think of harming them. And then Bernie says you have to do a double take when you hear they're knocking down trees. How can this be a good thing? We've been told since children that Ireland is short of trees. Did they even try to find another way? Thanks, Bernie. To uh, the beer garden on Turner's Cross, Adam Green, how are you? Hi, PJ. How's it going? Good. You're going to be affected by this. I wasn't aware. Tell me the story. Yeah, we are. Uh, we heard about this um, during the summer. A neighbour came across to us and said, um, you heard about the plans for Bus Connect and Evergreen Road. And uh, 
obviously we didn't um we weren't consulted or anything and um he showed us the plans and on Evergreen Road on both sides they planned to take away the parking so effectively it would just be cycle lanes and bus lanes going up and down um now not only do we like obviously that, that would close our business um but the restaurant like everyone who comes to the restaurant some of them walk down but most of them drive they pull in have their lunch and leave um we know that by the amount of parking that we sell in the shop um but on, not only that takeaway service people pulling in getting their takeaways you know, it's not going to work out for us. You know, no, it's going to happen. Your little parklet outside there, where people have a drink, is that is that would that be gone? Well, why why did they put it in the first place? <laughs> oh crikey, yes. You know, that's going to be taken away by a bus. <laughs> um, so the park, hang on now, the parklet that was greeted with much much fanfare yeah. will now be hauled away to put in a lane. Has to be, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was kind of a. I don't know where they're trying to sweeten us up. I mean, that was the Dan Boyle initiative, and um, now he's putting in the, the bus connect. Um, he was he was broached on the matter at a meeting in Nemo, and uh, three times he uh, refused to answer. And, and the final time he said he doesn't want any parking on Evergreen Road, which also is a bit unfair for the people who live there, because that's where they park their cars, is outside their house, and surely that should be a right for them, do you know? That's the thing. I mean, Evergreen Road, Mayville Terrace, up there by the, by, by the, the monastery up the other side, up past the mountain. Like, there are people living all along there. They do and they have and they always did park outside their houses. Where are they supposed to go? Yeah, they can't go anywhere. And over the years, they actually tried to put um, parking spaces in their driveways and, and they were refused because those, those, um, those walls and those buildings are all preserved. But yeah. now they're told, go away and find parking somewhere else. Oh, hold on a while now. Please tell me, Adam, that the thought that's forming in my head that people, and I know that those buildings are preserved, I know those frontages are preserved because, do you remember the, the shop down the road? Do you remember Sullivan's shop long ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah my auntie yeah. had that shop. My grand-aunt had that shop. <laughs> Kathleen. So so I know that everything is is preserved down. Please tell me they're not trying to CPO old buildings at this stage. Well, I don't think that's in the plans, but if you go up to the top, um, the Douglas side of Evergreen Road, they're actually taking away the front of people's gardens. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like, it's like something you'd see in Russia, to be honest. You know, they're taking jobs and they're, they're land grabbing for, for buses and cycle lanes. It's not, a, not really democratic in my point of view, you no. know. And you see, when you, when you start talking like that, Adam, and you, you and I both know neither of us is, you get called a climate denier. I know, I know. But like, you, you talk to the 40 people that work with me inside, they're wondering what's, what's going to happen to their job in, in a couple of years, you know? There you go. There you go. Thanks for that, Adam. Good luck. We'll be in soon for the vital lunch at some point, at some stage. John O'Sullivan, John, cycle, a good point about cycling, although there is a two way one on Grand Parade. Morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, it must be the only one. <laughs> Yeah, I've, well, I've, no, I've seen people going down it in both directions. That is, I'm assuming it's a two-way one. Well, you see, people don't seem to use the noggin, and I suppose they're following rules when they say an arrow, one direction. But it doesn't make sense that it's on one side of the road, and they're 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 a traffic hazard. To, 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 for the, you know, on the other side of the road, which doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. At the past of it, yeah. I mean, people should just cycle both ways. And, and, and make good use of space that's been taken up for bicycles. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm all for a safe passageway, 
Fire bicycles. Absolutely. None of us are against it. Yeah. Because we're living in the age of, 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 of arrogance, ignorance and, and bad manners, you know. So they don't people drive too fast and, and you know, they they, they, they they become irritated with cyclists. Yeah. They do. Rather than being tolerant. And scooters. You can understand it. Like if they're driving five miles along or a mile along Tashtoof Road and they're, they're behind the bicycle on the wrong side of the road, it's such if you know what I mean. I do. And if I a good cycle in on the other, empty. There you go. There you go. John, thank you. Good point. 0818 96 96 96. Where was I the other morning? Uh, come, I'm coming into work the other morning and I was parked. I won't say where because I don't want to identify the individual, but whoever you are, if you, you know, parked at a set of lights not far from us here. Okay? Uh, there's two lanes. I'm going one way and the other lane is going straight on. And we're both parked at a set of lights. And down comes McGuinna on a scooter. Where does he go? Between, between the two sets, the two lines of traffic stopped at the lights. On a scooter, on a dirty, wet morning, isn't really bright enough yet. And I'm thinking to myself, do you actually have a death wish? Milk, there's a big difference in price in, in Aldi. We drink a lot of lactose-free milk in, in our house. Uh, we just moved to it a couple of years ago because of the Ophala. Um, he doesn't do lactose particularly well. And we all drink it now. But the lactose-free milk is really much more more exp- inexpensive in, in, in Aldi and places like that. But you're right. And br- own brand lactose-free milk. The Tesco's have one as well. Uh, considerably cheaper. 0818 Now, I'm talking to um, people about that huge cruise liner that was down in Cove last week. The MSC Virtuosa. Like the length of three football pitches. And, and, and the like and it's got a street on board and, and you name it it's got it there's always one lucky sod who manages to get on board for a look around Jackie you got on board the MSC Virtuoso when it was in Cove but tell me first of all about Jackie's cruise page this is new one on me morning Morning, PJ. Um, yeah, well, I started it up, uh, God, it's about seven, eight years ago now. Um, it was just basically, I was working in travel. I'm from Cove. Lots of people were interested in the cruise ships coming into Cove, so that's how I started it off, just putting up about schedules of ships coming into the mm. town. And then it just grew from there. I started putting offers up of, you know, what ships, what, you know, some med offers, um cruises to the Caribbean and that and just took off from there so yeah I've a nice bit of following now and the thing is that the people are following me because they're interested in cruises to me it wasn't about building up numbers I'm not, certainly not a blogger or an influencer or anything mm. like that I'm an agent who just loves cruise ships loves cruising I've been in the industry for 30 years so right. over 30 years now um, and would, and, you, would yeah, you have travelled on cruise ships a lot? I would, I would. Cruising's in my blood, being honest. My grand-aunt would have been um, working with Cunard years ago and she lives in Cove and my parents have done a lot of cruises over the years. There's been about 22 cruises now, I think, at this stage. And yeah, I started cruising 
about 20 years ago. I did my first cruise and then I was hooked from there and I just love it. I've done it with the family, with kids, with grandparents. We've done all types of cruises and I just really love it. It's a great way to travel and it is just what you get for your money on a cruise. You can't compare to anything else on land. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, I've had people this year, especially I've had so many new to cruise this year, and they're all coming back and they're saying they cannot believe the quality of service, of food, of entertainment. So I think people are just, when when you don't know, you just think, oh God, no, it's not for me. Or I get a lot of comments, oh, I win, I win the lotto, but it's actually... Cruising is a lot cheaper sometimes than a four-night stay in a hotel in Ireland. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a great way to travel. Yeah. What, 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 what would worry me a small bit, and certainly my, my missus, would be sort of being trapped on a boat all the time. You see, these are like floating resorts now. They're not, um, you're not trapped. There's no way you're trapped. They have so much outdoor facilities, outdoor areas, um sauna rooms, you know, they've jacuzzis up on board, mm. you've got running tracks, I mean the ship that I was on the other day has a, a street on board with shopping mall and you know, so it's it's like, you'll, you'll actually never get around one of the bigger liners in a week so it, you, yeah. you'll never feel trapped on board a ship. I saw that, I watched a video of that uh, virtuoso it is enormous and like you say, a street down the middle yeah. of it, you could be yeah. anywhere in the world Absolutely, and it's stunning. I mean, the MSC, that's one thing they do well. They really um, love the glamour of the ships, you know, so they have Swarovski crystal staircases and this Galleria Street that has an LED screen ceiling that changes colour every hour or every few hours. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just an absolutely stunning ship. I mean, there was 21, I think it was 21 bars on that ship alone and lounges, so... Nowhere felt crowded, you know. I think some of the other ships, some of the big Caribbean ships, they can feel a bit crowded in yeah. certain times. But this one had so much to offer that there was never, even though there's six and a half, six thousand three hundred passengers, it will never feel crowded because there's so many different areas. Yes, you know, to eat and drink. Six thousand passengers, seventeen hundred crew. That's like four, one crew member to every four people. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the and the staff are fantastic. A lot of them hail from Asia, Philippines, Thailand, areas like that, Eastern European. So they are really, really well trained. They look after everybody. They're they're just lovely people. And this thing is enormous, three hundred and thirty one yeah. meters and that that's three football pitches like. It is, it is. There's a basketball court on board. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It was just <laughs> yeah, huge. And even the kids' areas, I mean, they have fantastic clubs for all different ages. With, and they've uh, they've done a collaboration with Lego. So you can imagine now little boys and girls going in playing with their Lego and things like that. So, right. And it's very technological as well. They have, like, VR games, Formula One simulator. Um, they have this robot bar, which, being honest, I think it's a waste of time because you're waiting forever for your drink. But it's, you know, it's a gimmick and it's, it's, it's cool. It's so this cool is Ian the robot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. These are big days for Cove, Jackie, when, when something like this comes in. Yeah, I don't think we yeah. get it until you're actually down there in the street yeah, watching what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with this ship the other day as well, as I actually had family on board that sailed over. They got out, they're from Wales. They got on in Southampton. So they came into Cove for the day. The town was buzzing. There was music in Kelly's Bar, Mauritania, Ryan's Bar. They all had live music. 
there was people dancing out on the street. It was so funny. It was brilliant to see it. Of course, the sun was shining, which always helps. Yeah. Um, but all the cafes, bars, restaurants, shops, they did really well out of this. And it's not just the tourism off the cruise liners. We actually, when I say we, because I'm not only a travel agent, but I'm also on the board of co-tourism. So I'm very much involved in promoting the town as well. Right. So, but we, like we see the tourism and people actually coming down to see the ships on the day, you know, so it's, they travel from everywhere to come to see the actual ships. So I, I can remember when you they know? started bringing the cruisers yeah. back into Cork or back into yeah. Cove a few years ago and one year we had eight visits and then ten visits. How many yeah. How many have we had this year and how many are we going to have booked in next year? I think, it's, I think it was up to 80 this year. I know there was a few changes and cancellations. We're definitely going over 100 next year so far and that's not everything that's written in because sometimes schedules can change and things like that so sometimes they might be down for a ring of skiddy they might come into Cove or vice versa I know Virtuosa at the moment is coming in next year in May sometime and it's due for ring of skiddy right. so we'll see that could change the Cove we don't know yet you know but definitely over 100. Can you actually join a cruise in Cove? That's if I had a euro for every time I was asked that question either I'd nearly start up my own cruise line just to sail out of Cove you can't, okay, you can't actually cruise from Cove at the moment. Pre-pandemic, you could. There was a cruise line that actually did cruises from Cove. But unfortunately, they were um, a casualty of the pandemic and they are no longer trading. Okay. So there are no sailings from Cove planned for 2023. We're always working on it. We really hope they will come down okay. the line again. So it just takes time. It's a much bigger know? industry yeah. than you'd think. It is. It's it a is. huge it industry. Yeah. And, Jackie, and we don't have the facilities in Cove either really for embarking a lot of people. We need to, you know, we need to work on that and hopefully with the Port of Cork they do great work. Hopefully we'll get that running in the next few years that people will, they'll be checking in facilities there and people can actually embark on cruises because I do see it coming. It will come but it's not going to be in the next year, two years. Okay. It'll probably be further down the line. You know, I'd love to wander around one of these sometime with you. Could could we'll we arrange that? Have you on. We'll absolutely have you on. Again, with the pandemic, things were stopped. I mean, for years I've been bringing groups on board, you know, good customers of mine or competition winners. For years I've been doing that, but unfortunately this year we weren't allowed. I had to take an antigen test before I got on the other day. So, right. But yes, I hopefully things are, you know, things are getting better. The cruise industry is coming back in force. And I think, yes, next year we'll definitely have some visits hopefully in Cove and I'll definitely have yourself and Emer down. All right. Look forward to it, Jackie. Take care and thank you. Nice to talk to you, PJ. Thanks a mil. Hey, if you don't ask, you don't get. Thanks, Jackie. Jackie, of course, works for uh, East Cork Travel. It's the day job. That's where she has all the contacts from. Uh, say hello to my pal Brendan Bad down there, will you? 0818969696. We have another opportunity for you to jet off to see Harry Styles in Rio de Janeiro. Between 11 and 12, you're listening out for a Harry song. And then you get to take part in Sun, Samba and Styles. Oh wait, one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I'll tell you this now because I'll forget it if I don't. Remember we said that today is World Animal Day. They're telling us make a fuss of our pets. It's also World Vodka Day. This is a true story of something that happened one night in Coogan Towers. We still laugh about it. At the time we were fierce worried for a couple of hours. But... <laughs> We laugh about it now. So, two little dogs. One is called Bella. And she's a cavalier. And she's a gorgeous little thing. And thick as a brick. 
but just gorgeous. And she would eat anything, anything this dog would eat. So one night there was a few friends over for, for a drink in our house. And as happens, a drink got spilt at one point. Again, no problem with that. You get a towel and you mop it up and whatever. And you go into bed and the towel is rolled up in the corner of the kitchen and shag it, we'll wash that tomorrow. Come down the following morning. <laughs> Come down the following morning anyway. And Harry is up looking for his breakfast. Um, Bella is stretched in the bed and no sign of moving. So you, know, you rattle the tin with the food in it and no sign of Bella moving. Sound over. Is the dog all right? Dog is fine. Dog is inside in the basket, snoring her head off inside in the basket. So I left her there. Fed the other dog. Got her on business. What the hell is wrong with the dog? An hour or two later, no sign. Still sleeping quite peacefully. Next thing I know, she wakes up. And she starts to make her way out of the bed. She was a bit unsteady on her feet. I thought, what's wrong with her now? And she... St- she stands in the middle of the kitchen floor, looking up at me, her two eyes going in different directions. And I thought, Christ, the dog has... It's just something wrong with the dog. What did I find inside in the basket? What was she lying on? The towel. What had she done? She'd sucked all the spilled vodka and coke out of the towel. The dog was Langer's. That's a true story. Access all areas on Cork's 96 FM. Your guide to nightlife on Leaside. Hi, it's Michael here with an update on Cork's entertainment. Bernard Casey is one of Ireland's leading comedy stars. With over 10 million online views, the crafty Kerryman has performed at the Electric Picnic, Vicker Street and Cork Opera House. You can catch him this Saturday night when he comes to City Limits Comedy Club on Coburg Street. Access all areas. Tommy Tiernan is back on stage with his brand new stand-up show, Tom Foolery. A high-energy mix of outrageous ideas and whimsical flights of fancy, Tommy comes to Cork this week to play three shows at the Opera House on Thursday to Saturday night. Access all areas. You can contact us here at Access All Areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events or gigs by emailing us at aaa at 96fm.ie. Access all areas. Your guide to nightlife on side. On Cork's 96FM. Come back to Bus Connect. I'll come back to trees being pulled down and lots more besides. We're kind of staying on the travel thing at the moment for the next quarter hour anyway. Um, it's the time of year when people might look to take a trip to a Christmas market if you're lucky enough to be still able to afford it. We know many people can't. But if you're lucky enough to be stable, still able to afford it, you might take a trip to a Christmas market or you might look for a Christmas travel deal or you might look far into the springtime for a birthday and look at a deal there. There's a new site. It really it is stirring it up because a man called Mark Murphy has turned his talent into a major travel blog with loads and loads of followers where he just finds deals all day long, to get here, there and everywhere for prices you actually can't believe them until he explains how he does it. Mark, looking at irishflights.ie, there's some serious deals there. I'll go into some detail in a minute, but but how are you doing it? Good morning. I, um, so basically I, I spend, I don't know how many hours before I start, I work a full-time job, so I... I spend maybe an hour in the morning looking up deals and sometimes at lunchtime maybe for about 20 minutes and then afterwards for about an hour as well just scouring through the internet for deals. It's for 
from all over Ireland, not just Cork Airport, but Cork is one of the main ones that I, I post deals from. But uh, essentially, I was, a, I was a travel agent for a few years and I built up a bit of a knack for it. So I said, why not just post it on the internet? And four and a half years later, yeah. still going. <laughs> I was wondering that because to put everything together takes a bit of skill. You, it's not just something you can do as a hobby. You, you brought your travel agent experience to bear here. Yeah, so I was, uh, to give you the small spiel, I suppose, that I was, a, I was a leisure travel agent for two years and then I did corporate travel for two years again. And then I went back to college. I went and did software development minute. I did that for a year and basically I needed something to kind of put down in my CV for me to stand out. So I combined the, t- combined the two of them and uh, started posting deals on the site mm. and took it from there, really. I'm looking at something here now in front of me for winter sun and I had my summer holidays in Tenerife so this one caught my eye. Seven nights, four star with breakfast, 506 euro per person. Now that's a serious deal. Yeah, it's very good going. Um, uh, Yeah, there's some great winter sun options like Tenerife and Gran Canaria from Cork and you don't necessarily have to travel all the way up to Dublin to get to get a cheap flight itself, like for a bit of the winter sunshine, I suppose there's also the Algarve as well and Malaga, but they'd be a bit chillier. But I suppose the Canaries is always going to be a, a great shout from people from Ireland. But mm. yeah, there was there was one for Gran Canaria for a similar price as well. Tenerife wasn't taking mm. your fancy. We're only 80-something days to Christmas. Christmas markets will be starting in about 65, 70 days, less even. And great value to be had there. Oh yeah, there was. I posted a deal there the other day for um, flights to Edinburgh and a night in a three-star hotel from Cork for sixty-eight euro per person. Um, that was a Sunday to a Monday, but I'm starting to kind of focus more on kind of weekend deals. There are some great options. I mean, there's Edinburgh, as I said, Manchester, London, and Birmingham have great offers for um, Christmas markets, and then there's ones kind of on the continent then as well: Amsterdam, Poznan, Kabansk. Mm. They all do great Christmas markets as well. Now, the site, is it for information or can I book everything through your site? Well, I, I basically, I outline uh, the deal that I found. So say if it was flights from, say, say the Cork to Edinburgh option. So I'd post all the information for a specific date. Um, the link and everything else will be there for you to just simply just click it. It'll bring it to the Ryanair website, for example, and you don't have to do anything. That all the hard work is done for you. Now you you can change, uh, say, the accommodation. You can do that. You don't have to go with the one that I've kind of outlined right. or anything like that. You can change it, change the number of people of travelling. So everything's kind of laid out fairly simple for you. Yeah, I'm not booking through you. I'm booking no, no. using the information you've posted. Exactly, yeah. I, I, like Irish Flights that I use in a travel agency, it's it's basically a travel deals blog. So I post information and then you book it with Ryanair or Booking.com or whatever you're looking to buy. And so my arrangement will be with them, not with you. Exactly. The travel agents, and you spent long enough in the business yourself to know, travel agents always recommend that you go through their members or go through an actual booking site to, to, to book. So you, you're not offering security to anybody. You're just saying, here are the deals. I'm presenting them to you. Now go book them for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, you'd be booking it with Ryanair or if you're with Booking.com or Aer Lingus or whoever. Right. Um, I mean, if you're looking for security, the best thing you could do is book with a credit card. I mean, you're not spending your own money, you're spending the bank's money and the bank will definitely get their own money back 
You so, see. like, if, if you are worried about in terms of security or anything like that, I'd be booking with a credit card. Yeah, and always have insurance. And insurance... Exactly, yeah. Travel, there's one kind of insurance that is getting cheaper, is travel insurance. Yeah, actually, funnily enough, like, on my own insurance, I didn't even realise, but I actually had travel insurance included in the policy, and I didn't even realise, which is a bit, <laughs> a bit mad. But, um, yeah, it's coming down in price. Hopefully, like, other insurances will come down as well. But, yeah, it's, it's quite reasonable and... You know, it's something you never hope you have to avail of, but you definitely want it, mm. particularly if you're going to the States or or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you have great time for Cork Airport. You, you do a lot straight out of Cork. You can get, people forget it, Mark, you can get to the four corners of the world from Cork. You might have to do a hop, skip and a jump through another big airport, but you can. Yeah, I suppose the, the, the main thing about Cork Airport and I suppose what what they've done there is that there's flights with say KLM have a vast network and they do they're they're going to be doing double daily from Cork to Amsterdam Schiphol which opens up a huge amount of options for people travelling from Cork and mm. um, then there's also ones to Charles de Gaulle and you know they're they're slowly getting more and more kind of hub airports where you can uh, you know travel say not having to go up to Dublin for example and fly out from there. Mm, you can book the whole thing through. Now, other than the enjoyment of putting it together and finding the deals, what's in it for Mark? Yeah, I suppose what, what, what people kind of, I, I, it takes people aback somewhat is that um, there's a lot of kind of travel club, clubs at the moment where you might pay maybe 10, 15 euro for the year, but um, there's no sign up for registration or added cost for the deals I post it's almost like as if you search for it yourself it's the exact same price but I make a small bit of money off if somebody was to book a flight or book a bit of accommodation I see I have a buy me a coffee page as well so people want to contribute to it but because it's just myself I source everything I post everything I do all the media and everything else uh, I don't have to pay anybody else so my my overheads are really low and Yeah. uh, yeah yeah. Now, have you a particular favourite on the site at the moment that people could jump on and grab as we speak? Yeah, like the I really like the one to the Edinburgh Christmas markets for a night in, in a tree star because, I mean, if you just compare it with say train costs in Ireland, you know, it's 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 somewhat comparable, and people are trying to you know they're trying to book accommodation in Dublin and stuff like that. So, if you were to get return flights from Cork to Edinburgh and a night in a tree star for seventy euro heads, like that's 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 not bad going now. That's bananas, and 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 that's close to Christmas, like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, what was it? The tenth of December to the eleventh of December, I think it was. Um, it's the Sunday to the Sunday to the Monday. Sorry, it's the. Yeah, you said uh, that. Sunday to Monday, I think. Yeah, Sunday to, the eleventh to the twelfth. Sorry, of December. Okay, yeah, and you can go to Santorini. I see Santorini and four nights for 292 Morocco four nights for 214 this is yeah. crazy like it's bonkers yeah, yeah, it's, there, was, there was a good one one particular one that I like now I know it's from Dublin but um, when Ryanair first announced flights to Lapland from Dublin there was I put up a deal for 40 euro return flights to Lapland and a whole pile of people hopped on it sadly I've no more annual leave left so uh, I'd kind of sit by the sidelines so yeah. Yeah. So irishflights.ie, you'll put the 
link there but someone booking is doing it for themselves by themselves and you'd advise use of a credit card you'd advise use of travel insurance and there's a little bit of a commission in it for you when someone books it seems to be flying literally flying for you though yeah I've been I suppose I've been at it for a long time like people kind of get surprised like it's so I started in January Jesus at least over four and a half years ago so I've been slowly getting towards it yeah. like on social media it's building on Instagram there's about 34,000 followers wow. on Facebook there's 23,000 but it's, it's getting there yeah. so people love cheap flights anyway you know they do. nobody likes overpaying for things <laughs> they like a cheap break they like to get away ah, and, yeah. and, and, and enjoy themselves for a few days and not feel like they need a new mortgage to That's do it. it Covid was a nuisance are we back to full speed? Are we flying, travelling as much as we used to yet? Yeah, well, Cork Airport is going to have its largest winter schedule ever, um, which is great. There's some great new routes there, like Rome and Newcastle. I mean, there's other options like Valencia and Venice and stuff like that. So it's 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 getting there. I mean, there's there were some great routes um, previous from Cork pre-COVID, like uh, there was flights to Lisbon and there was flights to the Zadar in Croatia. And hopefully those will come back as things kind of you know get more kind of uh, ahead of themselves anyway hmm. but they're, they're they're announcing more and more routes yeah and hopefully when those routes come you'll have more deals for us good talking to you Mark and uh, good luck with the future of irishflights.ie thanks PJ look after yourself I'm looking at irishflights.ie right now thanks Mark uh, midweek Budapest uh, from Dublin or Shannon, 255 Poznan. Lisbon in February for midterm break. The flights, Dublin, Lisbon, 71 return. Uh, Manchester Christmas markets from Dublin, Cork, Belfast or Derry. One night in a hotel, 67 per person. All there right now on irishflights.ie. Remember, we are currently running our Munster Music Survey. Uh, to help you or to ask you to choose the music, ask you to help us to choose the music that we play on Cork's 96FM. And there's a grand in it for one lucky listener. Pop on to the website, 96FM.ie. Look for the Munster Music Survey. It'll take you a few minutes and you could be in line to pick up that €1,000. 0818969696. This is a new one on me. Um, we've more stuff coming in on Bus Connection Trees. I'll come back to that after the news. And Harry Styles in the next hour. Guarantee you, Harry Styles. You're listening out for the first few notes of, well, I tell him I will, watermelon sugar. You're listening for the first few notes of that in the next hour to get onto us at 083 396 PJ, I was shopping in a boutique. I went to pay for my item. The cashier said I owed 15 cent for a paper bag. Is this a new thing? I know there's a tax on plastic bags, but there was never a charge for paper, if I remember, and there should be no need to charge for paper. The assistant said there were a few places doing it now. What do you think? I don't think that there is any tax on a paper bag. No, there is a tax on a plastic bag and has been for years, but... Don't know if there's any tax on a paper bag, but this person says in a particular boutique they were asked to pay for the paper bag. Anyone else come across that? 0818 96 96 96.
And finally, Britney Spears says that she would rather do a number two in her pool than rejoin the entertainment business. That yeah. she's adamant. She's no more, no more music, no, no. more nothing. We just played a song with her and Elton John about like forty minutes ago. Yeah, her pool seniors have to put in overtime as well. This All week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, she did it again. Oops. <laughs> Casey and Ross in the morning with No DC Cars Blackpool, exclusively Skoda in the city. Find your next car online at NoLDC.com. Open twenty four seven. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818 9696 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 396. Live in Rio. Coming up this are guarantee to play Watermelon Sugar. When you hear it, and only when you hear it. Because if you try and do it before I play it, your phone will explode. Well, it won't, but you know yourself. <laughs> when you hear Watermelon Sugar, 083-396-9696 by text or WhatsApp. Just on the subject of the guy, this was on a scooter recently, early in the morning, so I'm parked at a traffic or stopped at a traffic light I'm not going to say where on my way to work two lanes of traffic I'm going one way the other lane is going straight ahead and down between us in the opposite direction on a dark muggy morning comes this idiot on a scooter dressed in black of course as you would be now I'm I don't know who you are that says I should have opened the door. No, I would not, because that would be an assault and I wouldn't do that to a person. But this person says, cyclists and, sco- and scooters don't give a monkey's crap. It's becoming very dangerous for motorists. Where are the guards? Uh, the guards are out trying to catch other people, so, you know. But, that, yeah, we've had some... I, I, just there was one particular incident recently, really. I said, what are the hell? Are you trying to kill someone? 0818-969696. Speaking of prices as I was there with uh, Michael or Mark rather before the news Uh, speaking of prices overseas you wonder why he can do those deals Uh, he finds the flights but why he can do those deals is because hotel prices overseas are a lot more realistic than they are here Uh, old pal Liam Shane joins me are you still at that five star resort Liam? morning (laughs) good morning PJ no I'm actually in Douglas Village so I'm back in Ireland Ah, actually the real five star resort (laughs) the right place (laughs) where was this Liam? Uh, you know, PJ, I've been travelling in the last few weeks uh, from southern Spain right up to uh, the north of Spain. And I've taken in a lot of different sites and that. But like, uh, like I suppose what I put up there at one stage is that I've stayed in maybe eight, ten hotels. And none of these now are, you know, people say, ah, sure, you're out in the back of beyonds and, you know, they're crap places, whatever. But I've stayed in hotels. And as I said, the most I paid for any hotel was 55 euro including breakfast and some of these hotels like that one that i'm speaking about um you know it was a, a five-star hotel with spa and you know the whole lot included in it wow so like what i'm saying is that the value for money is incredible if you look but all you have to do like people say ah sure do you know where he was and that but if you look at booking.com and look up hotels in these places yeah you'll always you'll find plenty of hotels for you know one 
uh, you know, uh, for, for a night for 88 euros for, for, for two people. Yeah. So they charge by the bed, not yeah. per person sharing as we do here. Right. And the value for money is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. So I remember <coughs> looking, looking it up when we were going away. I thought at one point that we might have to do a, a hotel night in, in Tenerife because of the flights arrangement. And it, we didn't, as it turned out. But I could have got, I could have got three of us and there's two rooms. Three of us with two rooms. I could have got it for 220 in a four-star hotel. Yeah, well, th- th- these hotels are, are four... Like, and by an airport, in, by like, an airport, so, like, you know? By an airport. Well, I stayed in, in, in one particular town there and I paid 40 euros per night. Now, I could be in the centre of Paris because I stayed right in the centre, right in the most amazing square uh, that I've ever seen in Spain. But, like, that hotel is on booking.com for 74 euros for, for two people. Yeah. So I got it for 40. Uh-huh. And a lot of the hotels... I was in Cavilla, which is a university town, our city as they call it and bed and breakfast there was 47 euros so I'm just saying that the prices are incredible now I've been going to Spain a long time PJ yeah. and it's not that I'm the, the tourist who has just come back and he's complaining about the Irish prices I'm not knocking Ireland at all far from it but um, you know I've seen this over the years everything is just completely different they, their approach is completely different to, to us here is, yeah. And and th- there is this myth that it's because the staff are paid nothing, but that's not true because Spain does have a minimum wage. It has a minimum wage, and I know the rate of pay is is smaller, but but everything like I mean, if you paid one euro sixty for a cup of coffee, it's expensive in it Spain. That's it is expensive. expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. You'll pay you'll pay a euro to one twenty, and you'll get coffee that's piping hot every time. Yeah. You know your, the the refuse collection and. Well, everything in Spain is completely different. Much different. You know, but like definitely traveling throughout Spain and Portugal because I came through Portugal as well. Yeah. And like, as I said, the most I paid for any room was, was 55 euro, yeah. including breakfast. That's incredible. That's incredible. Liam, good, good to have you back on, on Irish soil. We'll see you soon, my friend. One of the best in the business, Liam Sheehan, magician and mentalist. Catch him sometime soon. He's brilliant. Um, and he does go to Spain um, a couple of times a year. If he goes around teaching himself and learning more magic tricks is one of the things he does. Thanks, Liam. 0818 96 96 96. Now, staying with the bus connection, I will come back to it. Uh, this one came in. Compulsory purchase orders apparently coming into effect for gardens in Harborview Road, Knocknaheeny. The traffic is mental as it is. And now they want to run a four lane motorway through a heavily populated area. Children will have nowhere to play. It's unacceptable for the residents. A few meetings have taken place, but it's heavily opposed by the residents. Will anybody listen? Uh, Louise asking that one. Your guess is as good as mine, Louise. 0818 96 96 96. Coming up, the strange things you find when you renovate an old house. If you were renovating an old house and you found a shoe buried in the walls what would you think it's the weirdest one, I never knew this uh, we'll find out more in, in just a sec as to why but a shoe buried somewhere in the walls of a house has a very specific meaning and a very specific intention 
Austin Lawler and his wife is a writer and his himself and his wife Gwen came to Cork and bought a house, an old, old, old farmhouse, and began to do it up down near down near Whitegate, isn't it, Austin? Good morning. Hi, good morning, TJ. Uh, we're actually near Ballygahog. Okay, okay. Other 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 side of the of the county. And this yeah. place was so old you didn't realise half it existed because it was covered by bushes and trees. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. In fact, it's funny you mentioned Whitegate because that's where my grandfather came from. That, that's my confusion, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Uh, we've got the islands off to the coast. And uh, yeah, lots of trees, uh, peatlands, uh, a view of the ocean, uh, fastnet blinking on the horizon. It's great. And what drew you particularly to find an old place and do it up? I know you moved from Britain... Why did you want to find an old place and do it up? I've always had a love of old properties. Um, Being a writer, I I love the story that uh, old properties have. And um, we just like stone in particular. And uh, they're they're well-constructed. And with some care and TLC, then you can really bring them back to life. Yeah, yeah, and they're very, like you said, they're very well constructed because they're constructed of old materials and they've clearly stood the test of time. Now, when you went to renovate, you found a couple of strange things. Yeah, we had um, next door to the farmhouse, there's a stone barn and the wall on one side uh, had bowed. So we had to take it down to rebuild it. So during that process, removing the stone block by block, uh, we came across uh, a child's shoe. Um, initially, we were a bit concerned because we, we didn't know if there was anything else attached to the shoe. Yeah. And um, it's, it, it's a beautiful little thing about uh, six to seven inches long. And uh, it sits very comfortably in your hand. And we were just sort of mesmerised by this. Why? Why would you bury a shoe in a wall? So I did a bit of research, and I discovered that this was a practice um, whereby, in the construction of a building, a child's shoe would be placed in the wall um, for, for one of three reasons, and. Um, the first is to increase the fertility of any female occupants of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is if you have lost a child, it is to help guide that child back home. Okay. And the third reason uh, could be to ward off naughty fairies, I so bad omens. I see. I see. Now, I know that in doing the house up, 
you built a little crevice into the wall to display the shoe. Yeah, we thought it was really important to preserve uh, what is this um, artifact and part of the history of the home. And um, Joe, what um, we did is that we took careful notes of the exact position where we found the shoe. And then in the reconstruction of the wall, uh, we've created like, um, if you like, a little um, shoe box sized hole in the wall. with a light in it so um, other people can see what we found. So you put it where you found it? Yes. Wow. Well, I I wasn't able to tell that from the pictures I saw, but you put it right where you found it, which is kind of cool. You also found and did up old sniper windows dating back to, we assume, the Civil War. Yeah. The the barn was the the original dwelling uh, for the family that lived here. And they built the farmhouse in um, approximately 1910. And upon the side of that, they they then built a a lean-to. But in the corner, uh, on either side of the corner of the barn, there were these unusually shaped windows because whereas there in in where some of the cattle and animals uh, were kept, there are like draft slots. Um, but they were bigger and slightly wider. So we knew they couldn't be for that purpose. Um, but they were very thin and long. And there was like a groove halfway up on either side. Right. And um, so I kind of thought, well, this does actually look like a sniper's window. Um, and then with the help of our builder, we were able to... Uh, talk to some uh, locals who, who who live in the valley, who in fact confirmed that they knew of the existence of sniper's windows right. um, at the property. The groove, I take it, was to rest your gun on. Yeah, well, it, it's to give you a swing left and right. I see. But, so, therefore, if uh, um, well, we also found um, various bits of rifle paraphernalia including um, springs. So, like in the movies, when you see the, the, the lever of the gun fitting up and back, um, that's uh, condensing the spring, compressing the spring, yeah. uh, in order to fire the bullet. Um, and they do break and they do get stuck, and so it was common to have an, a number of spares uh, ready at hand. Uh, and so we found these, and then when I measured them, they are... Uh, exactly nine centimetres long, which was the length of the spring for a Royal Enfield rifle. So Fascinating history lesson. All fits, yeah. Fascinating. So, uh, again, we've preserved them. And um, uh, they've got, they, they, you know, they, they were built in the right place because they, they give a fantastic vantage point across both sides of the valley. Yeah, you, you can, and you, like, sometimes there is a preservation order on these windows, but, but the, I don't think there was in your case but you just decided to keep them as a feature. We did, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think people kind of... Uh, I think they were built out of necessity and the idea of um, then formally um, uh, preserving them had never really happened. So, But we decided to, as you say, anyway, because um, we just thought it was an important part of the history of the property. Excellent. Excellent. Good luck with it, um, and good luck with your recently published book as well. 
Yeah, the Shoreditch Exhibition. Thank, thanks very much, yeah. And um, if people would like to know anything more about it, if they go to my website, austinlawler.com, um, then there'll be more stuff about the house renovation going up there too. Um, as, as well as information about the novel. Excellent. And you've uh, an interesting blog as well. I must say, enjoyed your entry about the cats. I really did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth people going looking for that, if nothing else. Austin Lawler, thank you. 0818969696. Now, listening to that is Sheila. And Sheila, you're doing, I think, a PhD in Irish culture and witchcraft and stuff, and you've come across these superstitions, and there's a few of them here. Morning to you. Morning. How are you doing, PJ? Good. Now, come back to the starting point with Austin, the child's shoe. For fertility yeah. or to ward off spirits? Well, well, both. And I suppose um, on his point of fertility, it's I've, I've a, quite a good anecdote. It definitely... Um, in later years in particular, because the first thing that he said was to ward off evil spirits or unlucht she, the, the fairy people in particular. So this really has its origins um, in pagan Ireland. And later on then that, and of course, we, we know the story of the the fairy, the lucht she taking children and things like that. So there was quite a lot of... Um, quite a lot of superstition around the fairy people and the the fertility of women in particular. So um, as he said, as Austin said, a child's shoe never in pairs, usually worn or damaged, were um, put into the foundations of, of the houses that were being built. And it was to encourage um, childbearing. And some literary scholars will enjoy this. Um, the old nursery rhyme, the old woman who lived in a shoe, yeah. Um, because she had so many children, they realised that that story is also connected to this superstition. I see. I yeah. see. She yeah. obviously buried more than one shoe in the wall then. Maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's interesting enough that there doesn't seem to be any official register in this in, in Ireland that has a collection of all of the different houses and locations in which this practice uh, was seen or had, had been come across yeah. by various people. Uh, interestingly, then, in Northampton, there's a woman at the moment called June Swan who has established a register in uh, the UK since the 1950s, and she's got over 2,000 references of this practice in, in the UK and two in Ireland, actually, as well. Okay. Okay. It's, yeah. fasc- it's fascinating what people believed in and what they did. I mean, another custom, it's kind of two customs really, um, the infant Prague, who had to have an accidentally broken neck. You couldn't, you couldn't break the neck. It had to be broken accidentally. But once it was broken, you put it outside the back for good weather and you buried it before a wedding. Why? Exactly. Yeah. So um, these and again, quite similar to the shoe, um, this practice was called foundation sacrifice and they were either religious or superstitious. And I suppose we see in particular the infant de Bragg crossing the threshold of of both paganism and and Catholicism. So the the child de Bragg, um, as you said, uh, it's it was bad luck to <laughs> to knock his head off on purpose, but I know of a few houses that it was uh, accidentally on purpose that the head was knocked off before the well, wedding. Well, the neck was never and, well, uh, never very well attached anyway. They were always a very <laughs> fragile thing. Exactly, exactly, and uh, yeah. So the infant de Prague, with or without head or headless, um, was buried in a bush 
in front of the house, facing the front door to ward off um, to ward off the bad weather before a wedding. And uh, this has its, its it has its foundations in the Czech Republic itself, um, where the the infant themselves would have would have always been a symbol of. Uh, staving away the, the the bad weather so that obviously um crossed across the uh, uh european continent over here to to us in ireland yeah yeah i remember that anytime we had any kind of event coming up weddings or confirmations or communions for the children my mother would put the infant to prague out the back um I, i'm not too yeah. sure if it ever did ward off the rain but sure listen to the nice tradition <laughs> there's one that you know a bit about we're talking about cats and, and today being World Animal Day. Why did they bury the skull of a cat around North Cork? I mean, I know there's a few strange customs in North Cork anyway, but burying the skull <laughs> of a cat, why? Exactly. So, again, I suppose we, we have to remember that, that phrase of foundation sacrifice and doors and windows and chimneys were, were points of contact between human and supernatural worlds. So to sacrifice the, the cat skull was also, and not only cats, but sometimes horse skulls, hen, hen skulls uh, were buried to, it, it, was, it was a sacrifice to the Shioga to the fairy people. Uh, and this was for a sacrifice to them, uh, blood sacrifice. And, Hold on, did, uh, did, did they kill up. the poor cat? Um, I'm afraid to say that at times they did. Mm. And I even came across one source where a live cat um, was uh, was built into the, the foundations of the house. Oh, God! Yeah, I know, I'm sorry for, for World Animal Day. Not, not what we want to hear. But, um, yeah, so it was it was a sacrifice to ward off the evil spirits. Right. Frankie, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that'll give me the jitters. I know, I know. <laughs> I love but cats. But people like. would be glad. To, I know, of course, of course. Uh, people would be glad to hear that it wasn't just uh, animal sacrifice that were that were built into these foundations. There was often coins or, or um, holy medals or, or crosses. Or shoes or stuff like that. Okay, exactly. We, we were a fascinating people, weren't we, in, in, in the olden times? And some of those customs were harmless, but they were fun to talk about. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think I think there's still quite a pagan element of us as a as a human race still. Mm. We like to think about strange customs. Sheila, thank you very much. Sheila's a student and she's doing her PhD in this whole culture and witchcraft and superstition. I never heard of that one, though. Burying, burying a cat and killing the cat, burying the skull to ward off evil spirits. But what evil spirit came up with the idea of burying the poor cat alive in the foundations of the house? We have to have a conversation with that person. That's going OTT completely. On the paper bags, someone contacted me earlier this morning to say they were in a boutique, just to remind you again, they were in a boutique and they went to pay for the item and the cashier said that they needed to pay 15 cents for a paper bag. And they were asking me, is this a new thing? Now, I don't know of any tax on paper bags. We know of the tax on plastic bags, all right. But is there any charge, specific tax charge on paper bags? The assistant said there was a few places doing it. What do you think? Well, I'm told that a place called Stradivarius in Mahan Point has been charging for paper bags for quite some time. And a person contacted us to say they were in Belfast a few weeks back, bought something in Dunn's, and was asked to pay for a paper bag. 
this caller refused and had to walk out with it in their hand. And I think, do Aldi, now it's a fairly decent sized paper bag, do Aldi charge a few cents for a large paper carrier bag these days? Maybe the cost of making them is just gone to a point now in the cost of living that they have to charge is a few quid or a few cents for them. But there's, there, there is no there is no tax. Surely there's no tax on paper bag. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. Right, back to the... Um, topic that just dominated our conversation this morning. Uh, Aideen, how are you? Hi PJ, how are you this morning? Good. Bus Connects. Good. Bus Connects. I've a pain in my head from Bus Connects. <laughs> I've been at all the meetings now really. I think I might have missed one. Um, my worry is actually the elderly and vulnerable in the area, to be honest. Now you're up I'm, around Pierce Road, yeah? We are. We're the G, you know, Corridor G. That's talker to the city centre. Right. So um, the way it works for us is the bus is going to come in Toka Road. They're rerouting it. They're going to turn right there by the butchers and the lock. They're going to reroute the bus. It's going to go right at the lock traffic lights. Mm-hmm. It's going to go left at the next traffic lights and up into Paula Duff Road, right down into Green Street, and then carry on down into town, right? right. So they're rerouting the bus from Lock Road, which is a big issue anyway. Why are they rerouting it? I asked the question. They didn't give me an answer. <laughs> this is I what said, we now know as the 214, yeah? The 214, okay. yeah. No, it's been going in Lock Road like as long as I know it, as long as oh. I'm alive, I'm sure. Oh, listen. As yeah. long as, as long as I, since I was a small boy being brought around the lock for a walk, it was going yeah. down there. Yeah. In and out there, right, with no problems. And I did speak to a councillor on the night, in Nemo actually, and they said, oh, there's a bit of a problem when it gets down to Fairs Cross, you know, just by Galvin's there yes, and Mox. Yes, It's very narrow. And I said, well, I've asked bus drivers, which I did. And they said, sure, we've been going in and out there for years. There's no problem. I said, I have a solution. Get a smaller bus, a 33-seater bus. Yes. Because the buses are in and out during the day and there's nobody on them. Early in the morning, now I can see it can be busy. And in the evening, it can be busy. But during the day, they could run a smaller bus. But I don't think there's an issue. I don't know what. So they're talking reason. about taking the bus stickers up there by Mox, and that's going there like yeah. since practically since they built Mox, and um, that's going up there, and they're going to take that off and put it over um, into Ballyvian. Completely, and they're they're doing so much disruption to Pierce Road and Polyduff Road in the process, all for the sake of two kilometres of bus and cycling. That's that's the thing. There's going to be over forty houses. And gardens being affected, all CPOs, they have, like, you know... Now, these are only all proposals at the moment, but... Ah, yeah, and we know there's a long yeah, way yeah. between a proposal there and an actual programme, but but you'd wonder, but, um, like, who's drawing these pictures? There's parking spaces, there's over 200 parking spaces being taken, and the trees, there's over 70 trees, and as John Spillane said, they are the cherry blossom trees, they're kind of the no, national treasure. No, 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 Aideen, they're not. They're not yeah. going after the cherry blossoms. Oh, they are. I think John Spillane should probably come on board with us. They're taking all the trees. Over 70 trees are going to be taken. They said they will replant trees, but I think, you know... These are the the well-done everyone trees. Yes, everyone loves And it's a beautiful time of the year when you look down... Yeah, they mess up the drains and all when they 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 shed, but but, but they're (laughs) lovely. No, no, no. 
John Spillane's Well Done Everyone Cherry Trees are for the chop. For the chop, absolutely. For the chop, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I can see why people are upset about it, you know. And like gardens, I mean, I know people who are going to step out of the front door right onto a bus lane because they're taking all their garden. You know, even the security of having a garden, you know, you know yourself, like you come out and you might have a little, even no matter how small it is, there's a bit of security from your front door to your front gate. Yeah. You know. And where so, are those people going to put their cars? Um, they were told that they can park in a state, actually Sharon, no, who was on from Clark's Road earlier. Yeah. We were, I've been at meetings with Sharon and it's going to be the same over this area, like Clareville, Woodhall, Landscape Park, Lower Paula de Fro, they, they were told, put your cars down that area. Oh, right. Sit, so, so yeah, sorry, yeah. no, put your car over, park your car outside, over outside Sharon's and walk home. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And then she's, another person said, I have small children. I'm worried about them walking out. Oh, they won't be small forever. Children, but that's not the point. Um, I deliver meals and meals, as I said, in the area. I don't know where I'm going to pull in. Like, I, I mean, and people doing home help. I just don't think they've taken any... Like disabled parking, for instance, all their parking spaces will be taken. Yeah. You know what I mean? On like Pearson Road, there's going to be four lanes. There'll be a cycle, a bus, a traffic, a traffic, a bus, a cycle, and then across the road. So even children crossing the road, like, I mean, or anybody crossing the road, there's not to be children or elderly, anybody. Aideen, all your shorts, it's a flipping toll boot. Yeah, that's probably going to be the next thing, yeah. Like, look, there's none, there's none of us object to better bus routes. None of, none us, of us object of, to better services. To be something done. But absolutely. tearing out people's gardens, pulling down those beautiful cherry trees, immortalised in song. Thank God he did immortalise them in song. Yes. But like, oh my God. I, can't I know. That. And apparently, I found out at one of these meetings as well that the plans were drawn up in Canada. Oh, the maps, nice. Yeah, Lovely. the maps were sent so, to Canada and some Canadians up all this kind of... They looked at the map and oh, said, oh, we've thrown up a frame in there. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, no, no. This, I'm checking the date, right? It is the 4th of October, not the 1st okay. of April. So yeah. in order to draw a new map for the yeah. number 14 bus through Ballyfihan, they sent the map of Cork out to Canada and said, you do it. They did. And there's 12 corridors in all now in the city. Right, yeah. Like all the people in Harbourview Road are going to lose their gardens. Out in Douglas, they want to run through the, the Mangler Woods. I mean, it's just, it, it, it doesn't even, I don't know. There'll be a lot of yellow ribbons around an awful lot of trees, I think. There will, there will, yeah. It's just, I don't know, the whole thing, I don't know, they just have to rethink it. But this is the other side of it then. They're going to reprint all these books again. I don't know, did you see any of them? Big bound books now, and I know the price of printing. I said, there's children starving. I just don't know where, I, I just often wonder who, what's the thinking behind all this, you know? No, I know we're, we're, we're a long way from any of this actually been set in stone, but to think we that... We are. Whew, this is mad. We are. We are. This is mad yeah. stuff. Mad it's stuff. absolutely just crazy. Like, And businesses on Paul Defraud, I mean, how about their deliveries? There's a pub and there's the yeah. betting office and there's the shops, the garage and the takeaways. And then we have the community centre, hopes, like that's a lifeline for people in yes. the area. Like, how do they, where do they get the deliveries? The school. They're going to put a bus stop right by where the lollipop lady, if she doesn't mind me calling her that, <laughs> school warden, they're going to put a bus stop right by where she crosses the children. Yeah, we're calling it Colette's bus stop at the moment, actually. 
Well, look, uh, yeah, as long as Colette is still there, as, as long as they don't get rid of Colette and keep that that's, lovely that's tradition. Absolutely. And, yep, so... This is... This is... That's a, this, this is where is we are. And I think the submissions like. closed off last night, I think, so it was important to get submissions and hopefully they'll extend it maybe and people that will listen today will hear this and... We need to get people to fight this, you know? All right. There's someone saying here you could put a preservation order on the trees. I don't know. I don't know whether, I don't you, know. I don't know whether you could or not, but, but yeah, that's... Yeah, the old saying goes, PJ, can you fight City Hall? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you yeah. see, there's the point. Who are you actually fighting? Are you fighting are City you fighting? Hall or are you fighting the National Transport? Who are you yeah. fighting? Aideen, Aideen, I've no doubt this one's going to dominate our conversation for quite some time. Thank you for your call. That's a lot. We learned a lot from that call. We learned an awful lot from that call. So the bus up by Mox will be done away with. Uh, the cherry, John Spillane's cherry blossom trees are to be torn down for the cycling. And loads of people are going to lose their gardens in compulsory purchase orders. All right. Jerry? PJ, how's it going? All right, bye. I'm listening to this and I actually don't believe half it. I, cause it I, well, no, I do believe it. But I'm thinking, who on earth thought about this? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it goes over everybody's head at the moment. You have a green party. They're going around cutting down trees everywhere. And at the same time, they're getting onto farmers about cutting emissions where they should be planting more trees around the country. Mm-hmm. But trees you have these, clean the they, air, like. We're told that they, they, work, they yeah. tell us that in the one breath that trees clean the air and then they want to cut all these ones down. That's right, yeah. But, like, with this bus connection, they're doing the footpaths, they're narrowing down the roads. But I think some of these engineers that are drawing up these plans, where have they come from? You'd, you know, well, you'd, you'd wonder what's going on. And I'm telling earlier on a pal of mine over the weekend who drives a lot for his job, attends a lot of meetings. So some of the changes are it's it's almost as if someone has a has a, a set on motorists. Yeah, that's what it's like at the moment. But I like an engineer that would come up with a decision to make barrack trees a one way with the traffic going down instead of coming up. Well, I remember that being a being a thing at the time, all right. It was a big that's thing like, at the like, time. That's what you're dealing with, you know. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Well, they'll always come up with some kind of set of figures or some kind of plan or some kind of engineer's report that says it's more efficient to go up or go down. I remember that argument at the time, but it it, it went the way it went in the end. But you just reckon that this can't happen the way they plan it, Jerry? Well, it's getting rid of all the trees. They're narrowing down the roads. You know, they're making things awkward on businesses then as well for parking and looking to take... This is seven metres off the gardens on the Douglas Road. That's right. That's right. That's, that's ridiculous, you know? Well, I had one man on last week, and he was telling me his neighbour his neighbor will have a bus lane going through his living room, according to the plan. <laughs> I tell you, no, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. You know, with some of these plans they're coming up with. Are you telling me this comp? Are they telling me here there's company there with you and you want to do something? Yeah. I'm on. actually on the phone here, so it is, um, we'll all get together here now. Go on, so, Jerry. Go on, two, three. Oh, I say yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Good, you'll get me my P45 hands. I say yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. To support Burrow Road, 
Ballancolic uh, and Tory Top Road save our trees from uh, the Green Party. They're not much of a Green Party, thank you. All right, probably a whole load more of trees that come up in the conference. Thank you, Jerry and Mary and the Tory Top Road Choir. Thanks. 0818969696. The sooner the Green Party is voted out of government, the better for the people and for the country, says that comment. Uh, compulsory purchase orders supposed to come in in Knocknaheeny. Yeah, there's just a, a few people now calling us to say that there are paper bag charges in some shops. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Mary says the number of houses losing their gardens and the hedgerows and the parking, the rat runs created by this, it will be beyond belief. Nearly the whole of Cork will be affected. And Louise said it's an unaccept- unacceptable proposal for residents. A few meetings have taken place. It's heavily opposed by residents, but that nobody feels that anybody will listen at the end of the day. And there is, certainly is that feeling that you can't fight City Hall. You can't fight City Hall when City Hall makes a decision. There ain't a whole pile you can do about it. Just going back to Katrina Toomey, who started us off this morning talking about the cost of living and what people are going through. Uh, Michael says, Katrina Toomey is a wonderful human being. If the self-serving, attention-seeking, narcissistic politicians had an ounce of her humanity things would be better for most of us. Children would receive the care and medical attention they need. The elderly people wouldn't be terrified to go out for fear of attack uh, from criminals who then get the best legal assistance available, free of charge. Uh, If convicted, they're provided with accommodation like a hotel. The country needs people like Katrina Toomey. A lot of love in the room for that woman. Someday, some Lord Mayor will do what should be done and grant her the freedom of the city. Right, we'll try and last bit of business for today. I told the story of my dog um, and the vodka-soaked towel that had been used to soak up a spilled drink. Deirdre? Morning, PJ. Hi. You had a, <laughs> did you have a pet that got drunk, or what happened? No, my son's cat. Right. He was, he, he was always a bit strange. Um, Your son or the open- cat? He had uh, and no, no, your open, son or the cat was a bit strange. Yeah, you could open any bottle of alcohol. There wouldn't be a problem. He'd be sound asleep. Right. You'd open the bo- turn the cap on the bottle of Bailey's, and he was up like a shot, Lovely. and over crying and crying and crying until he got some. <laughs> that was the cream in the Bailey's, you see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he was always a bit strange. Well, I have a cat My, that eats mashed potato. Oh well. And I don't manage. <laughs> my son managed to teach him to sit and give the paw for a treat <laughs> yeah no I have a cat my, my my cat will sit up on one of the high t- stools when we've mashed for the dinner <laughs> and she sits and goes <laughs> I'm sure well, she's asking for it <laughs> and then he wouldn't drink his water out of anything only a glass I he to just like you oh yeah right. had to be in a glass he wouldn't drink it over a <laughs> <laughs> Your son or the cat? The son. I mean the cat. The cat. I caught you in the end. I caught you in the end. <laughs> Deirdre, happy World Animal Day. Happy World Animal Day to everybody. Thanks. <laughs> Lots more of your comments coming in. We'll get to the rest of them uh, tomorrow. Programme edited by Emer O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. And we'll see you in the morning just after nine.
A bride who was left jilted at the altar. It means, unfortunately, that her groom-to-be didn't turn up. And she oh, spent 12 grand on a wedding. And she just went ahead and had the wedding anyway. Was who, was, 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 what did she marry? She didn't marry anything. The disco, she had the meals, she had the guests were all there. She said, come on, let's just let's just go for it. He doesn't rock in. And for a complete face, you got to go, all right, we're having a party anyway. Yeah. She spent a lot of money. Do you know how many tears are on the cake? How many? Lord. <laughs> Brutal rock. <laughs> Casey and Ross in the morning with Noel DC Cars Blackpool. Exclusively Skoda in the city. Find your next car online at noeldc.com. Open 24 7. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.